Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. And as I've said the past the past few weeks, this show is certainly evergreen, meaning that people listen a year or two, five years later. But I do want to note the time of this program because we are in the middle of a pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, and we're in April of 2020. So whatever questions I direct to my guests in these few weeks, hopefully it's few a few weeks and not a few months. Um, when I direct questions, I always like to relate that, relate them to what's happening now with our social isolation during the coronavirus. So, welcome to our show. My guest today is James Perpera, and he is the author of Perception: Seeing Is Not Believing. It's time to evolve. That couldn't be more uh, apropos. Than it is today during our social isolation and our virus and looking at things from a different perspective. Um, he and his wife, Steph, are co-founders of Powerful You. James and Steph's journey of transformation is nothing short of extraordinary. Before they met 15 years ago, both of their lives had hit rock bottom. They were both financially, emotionally, and spiritually bankrupt. Life had beaten them down and had shattered their self-esteem. At the lowest point in their lives, they met and were united by a shared vision of creating and becoming more. They started the only place they could by working on themselves and helping each other grow. They believed in each other, but more importantly, they challenged each other every step of the way, and they didn't settle. And they have created a seminar company called Powerful You, and now they're sharing their accumulated knowledge with so much personal development that it's made it affordable and accessible for all seekers. They also have a video and a trailer, and they've just done so much work. Welcome, James. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Good. I'm glad. Well, you know, I think I'm, you know, I'm going to start with the, with the coronavirus because you know what it's like to hit rock bottom. So, you know, here we are in a time where a lot of people are hitting rock bottom during this time because, you know, they, they haven't socially isolated. They're not, I mean, it's, it's all brand new to them. For those of us like myself, who've been in sort of the entrepreneurial world where I've worked from home and I've, you know, I've, I've done some of this and I've been remote and online, it's not as foreign. But for those people where this is just a complete and utter change that hit them out of nowhere, James, what's your advice? Well, you know, it's interesting because I think we all live with daily amounts of fear, right? Like kind of the fear that we walk around with. But when something happens on a global scale and that fear combines with the daily fear that we're already feeling, then it quickly overwhelms us and we get thrown into, you know, a real fear, emotion, physiological response that most, a lot of people just don't understand how to deal with you know, what what it means to them. And, you know, one of the big challenges we're facing here, Patricia, is the amount of uncertainty, right, that's, that's not only, you know, being uncomfortable, you know, being forced into a position we've never been before, but, you know, I like to tell people right now we're kind of like dead men walking because we have no idea the impact this is going to have on the economy yet, right? And so yes. that's looming out there as well. And I mean, you know, estimates have said maybe even 10% unemployment, like the Great Depression and different things. And so there's so much uncertainty in the world. And so the question is, is how do we deal with a level of fear of uncertainty that we've never dealt with before? And, you know, that's what essentially we write about. I just wrote a ebook that I released yesterday. I'll send you a copy after the show. You can give it out to your listeners, teaching people how to Break free and overcome fear in these uncertain times. But we do right. have a guidebook, and we do understand this concept, so we're, we're here to help people. Right. So what would you say? What would be, you know, what's one of the tips in your handbook or in your ebook? So it's important to understand what fear is and what it's doing in your body. So here's what most people don't understand is that, you know, you know, 
we have a perception of fear. That's an idea or a concept that, you know, comes into our mind. But the fear response and anxiety and things like that is actually stored in the body. And so when you have a perception or an idea of fear, and that combines with a fear response in the body, you get thrown into what we all traditionally know is fight or flight mode. And so this is a mode that we're all too familiar with because a lot of us spend a good portion of our day in that already, but now we're in a time where we're being forced to be there for longer periods of time. And so when you're in a fight or flight mode, just so people understand, that has a really bad impact on your body because it's kind of like the overdrive in your car. It's only meant to hit in small strides, right? Right. And so we have to walk down the physiology of fear, you know, the physiology and the emotions of it. And so there is actually a few techniques to help separate the fear. So here's what you have to understand. Is right. let, me, let, me just say, well, let me just add something here. What I want to add is that fear itself is an important thing because if we weren't afraid, we'd walk into walls, get hit by cars, right? I mean, our kids would trip and just fall. We'd fall over bridges. So fear is a protective mechanism, correct? It is, but fear means something inside of us much different than it means something outside of us. And so what what you have to associate with fear is this, is that in your body, which is a very old system, right, you know, what happens is this pain leads to death. Because it evolved at a time that physical pain was the predominant pain that we felt, you know, that's what it was. Pain leads to death. And so anytime we're in fear, you know, we have this image of where is this going to lead? Well, eventually to death because now it's about emotional fears, Right. And so do emotional fears lead to death? And the answer is no. But your body doesn't know the difference between a physical pain or an emotional pain. It only senses pain and springs into action to try to move you away from that pain. But because there's nothing to move you away from, you just sit in it. And this is where we set up unrational behaviors. So you move into like the the physiology of fear, uh, the Perception comes up, the physiology comes up, you're in fear, you have to move away from the pain. Well, the pain's emotional. How do you get away from your emotions? Mm -hmm. Well, we either repress the emotions, we display some type of behavior or action, like an addiction, anger, you know, know, something we essentially don't want to do, but that's to escape what we're feeling inside. So we can't run away from ourselves. So we start engaging activities, you know, unhealthy activities oftentimes that take us away from the fears. And those things are like addictions or anger problems and things like that. Now, there is an opportunity in that process. When you feel fear come up and the physiology starts moving through your body and you start feeling this anxiety in your chest and in your stomach, before you move into whatever pattern behavior you have set up to escape that emotion, there's always a pause. Mm -hmm. And here's why there's a pause. Because the behavior that you're getting ready to do it contradicts what you actually want to do in your conscious mind. You know, let's, let's say for an example that, you know, eating is your escape, right? And it's like, you know, you feel all this fear and you're getting ready to grab the quart of ice cream. There's a pause there because you don't really want to eat the ice cream. In that pause, you actually have the opportunity to walk back the physiology of fear. So there's one other thing that people don't realize is that when you get thrown into a a high state of fear, you actually lose connection with the rational part of your brain. That's why we do irrational things. You don't even have connection to it. The first, you know, the first process of information is, is this a threat? Is this not a threat? There is no rational cognitive thing going on that's trying to process and ask you if what's going on is actually real. And here's why is because you've you've gone into a pure reactionary mode, right? And so that's where we're at. But there is a methodology, and this is really important, to walk down the physiology of fear. So I want you to imagine, you know, that, you know, thousands of years ago when we were really fighting for our lives. So, you know, when we were done fighting or running from a predator, there was one thing that we had to do in order to, right when that was done, And that thing we had to do was we had to catch our breath, which was often really, really deep breathing. And so what 
people fail to understand is that your heart sends more signals to your brain than your brain sends to your heart. The, the deep breathing signal is what signals your brain that you are now safe mm-hmm. and that you can move into a higher state of awareness. Right. So in the pause, you have the opportunity, the easiest, fastest way to get out of the physiology of fear is to start deep breathing, really mm-hmm. deep down into your heart. Right. All right, James, we're going to take a break only because this is good time because I know there's so much to say, but I want to say to our listeners, deep breathing is a really important technique. And as you said, it, it puts a pause on everything. It's like stopping the engine of the car for a minute. So, and maybe we can go over this more when we come back. How can people, and we'll do this before each break, how can people find you and Steph and your work and your video, and then we'll come back and talk more. Go ahead. So on our website, you can get a copy of our book. You can watch our movie for free. We're giving it away as part of the pandemic. You can take our assessments. You can join our online events. And that's at powerful-theletteru.com. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are talking to James Papura. And his book with his wife, Steph, is called Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. And what a perfect time for this book and concept uh, during the coronavirus. And we'll talk more about how we change our perceptions to work in our favor. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America's Voice, America's Voice. All right. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you looking for a fun yet informative program about health care for your pet? Check out Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice with Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. They look into natural health alternatives for ourselves, so why not our pets? This program provides the most up-to-date, accurate, and innovative information about traditional and holistic veterinary medicine. You'll find a ton of answers regarding your pet's health every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are back with our guest, James Papura, and he with his wife, Steph, her husband and wife team, and they're the authors of Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. They have a seminar company, Powerful You, and they're sharing their accumulated knowledge so that personal development can be made affordable and accessible for all seekers. And if you go on their website... Um, powerful-u.com. Um, they have an ebook now for how do you change your perception and handle these tough times during the coronavirus. And we're now in April of 2020 uh, with our pandemic. Welcome back, James. Okay. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, let's talk about um, some of the breathing techniques. We talked about it, but let's just finish that up of when people get into that panic and that fear, um, how when there's a pause, they can use the breath. Yeah, so I think there's people need to understand there's actually a lot of science to support the whole idea of meditation. And, you know, I think that most people would like to meditate, but they don't because they think that, you know, the difficult part of meditating is clearing their mind. But they fail to realize that the vast majority of the benefits of meditation actually come from the breath work associated with it. And there's one statistic that really supports this. And here's the idea is that 80, 70 or 80% of the most successful people in the world do one thing every day. They meditate. Well, you hear that stat and it goes, well, why don't the rest of us do it? Well, because it's hard. And so even though they do meditate, they don't actually understand what meditation does for them. And, and I want to explain it based on what we just talked about is this. I want you to imagine that you're 50% triggered, right, as you go into your day because things from yesterday were looming. And it's a lot easier to go from 50% triggered to 100% triggered than it is to go from 0 to 25 and so what meditation and deep breathing does is it resets our physiological state back to a lower, calmer place where that when do things do come on, we're, we're way better prepared to handle them. Right. Absolutely. And so do you suggest long, deep breaths? How many? How long? What would you suggest? Do you hold your breath for yeah, a moment? So if, yeah. You know, there is a ton of people out there doing free breathwork videos. You know, one of them that's pretty uh, famous is Wim Hof, right? And he's the guy who's taking control of his physiology to the point where he can climb Mount Everest in shorts. And there's a lot of good stuff out there. But essentially, you have to breathe all the way in, you know, hold it for just a split second and then let it out very slowly. And, you know, 10 of those deep breaths during when anxiety is starting to rise is really important. But there's one other thing that I think it's really important for people to understand. So, you know, people don't think about history much, but it's important to look at it so that we understand what's going on inside of us now. So the reason the human being survives as a species and we were the apex predators, not because we were the strongest, right? It's because we evolved to encompass the idea of fear, right? Fear is what saved us. You said it at the beginning of the show, Patricia, is that our ability to project fear into our future to prepare for a fight that wasn't there yet is what gave us the jump on all the other animals or predators because all other animals only go into fight or flight when the threat appears. But by being able to project fear into our future, to put ourselves into a heightened state of awareness is what saved us. Well, ironically enough, that's actually what's killing us right now. And so there's some interesting statistics, and people don't ever look at these statistics this way. But, you know, being able to project fear into your future and get into a heightened state of awareness when there is no threat available because our lives are no longer in danger is actually the number one leading cause of death mm-hmm. in, in the United States. And people go, no, well, it's, it's heart disease and cancer. And the answer is no, it's not, because here's what you have to understand is that what is addiction, right? At its core, addiction is to escape the fear we feel inside. And so when you look at the statistics around the death rates in the United States, last year, 48,000 people committed suicide, 88,000 people died from alcohol, 65,000 people from drugs, you know, um, obesity was 300,000 people, smoking was 480,000, which is a total of almost a million people, which makes it the leading cause of death by far. Mm. And so fear, the ironic part of this fear is that was the thing that was now protecting us is the thing that's hurting us. And so it's, this is a big deal. And people need to understand that we evolved to control our outside world in order to survive. So we don't have to control anything out there anymore. Now we have to learn how to evolve and control our inside world. Mm-hmm. Which is which is so important, yeah. You know, I I want to segue here for a minute before we go on to talk more about perception. So I want I would like the listeners to understand really the work that you've done, and your book is perception seeing is not believing. But if you go onto the website, which is uh, 
powerful, right? It's powerful hyphen you.com. There's some amazing things here and the letter you thank you. And just want to um, just want to share a little bit more about James. Um, Only two years removed from solitary confinement in jail. James Papur began his journey into the tech world. In 2007, he took a chance on a small construction software startup called PlanSwift, and he ascended to vice president of sales, and a year later took over as president and became an equity partner. Under his leadership, this company, PlanScript, grew from $8,000 a month in volume to over a million dollars a month in volume and over 54 50,000 customers in 24 countries, becoming one of the most well-known and largest tech companies in the construction industry. And then in 2013, um, he was in the process of selling this outside to a firm. But I think the point of this, and we can go on and on, and that you you also spent six months working as a vice president at Oracle before negotiating the purchase of your original business, Plan Swift, back from Oracle. I mean, and I'm telling you this, listeners, because this is pretty powerful for somebody who, you know, had been incarcerated to use his gifts and skills to really rise to the top of his industry is pretty remarkable. And that's kind of the backstory. So, James, I wanted to share that. I hope that's okay. And not only that, not only that, (laughs) is then he meets his soulmate. At the point where he's hit rock bottom, he meets her and they do this vision together. How does that happen, James? Can you give, can you tell us that? Where does, you know, know, how do you go? Go ahead. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's so I was sitting in my jail cell and I had a couple of uh, epiphanies around, you know, and I won't go into the long story. You can watch it in the movie, read it in the book, whatever. But, you know, was, I had this epiphany that I was actually the creator of my life, right? And then I promised myself I was going to figure out how I created my life. And shortly after getting out of, of jail, I met Steph and, you know, she had a story that was some ways much more brutal than I you know, failed suicide attempts, um, you know, childhood sexual trauma, abandoned by her father. And, and so when we met, the last thing she needed, she'd been in abusive relationships, was to meet another loser, right? And so I just looked her in the eyes, I don't know, a week or two after we met, and I just said, I'm on my way up, and I would love for you to go with me. And, you uh-huh. know, she believed me, thank goodness, because I didn't have anything. Um, and so we decided that we were going to build our lives together and so essentially what we did was we didn't have money. We didn't have resources. We couldn't go to some big seminar. We started working on issues on our bed every night. We talked through emotions. We talked through perceptions. We talked through ideas and concepts and feelings. And we did this for years. We still do this today, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny because I would talk to friends at work and be like, oh, I'm so tired. I played video games last night. And I'm like, who has time for video games? Like, we got kids. We're talking mm-hmm. through issues. But because we did that, everybody around us was looking at us and going, why, you know, it was kind of like this building, 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 and then our life just exploded. And everybody's like, mm. what are you doing differently than the rest of us? Yes. And that was Now, it. let me ask you, let we me ask committed. you, when you started the other companies, that was after you met Steph? It was after I met Steph. So Steph helped me get my first job in technology, uh-huh. which was a computer class mm. salesman, by helping mm. me write my first resume. Um, but here's what's important for your listeners to understand. I did all of what you just said with a third to fifth grade education. Mm. Right? And so I think people think, well, I'm not dumb. I don't have a college education. I can't do this. I can't do that. You mm-hmm. need to get those thoughts out of your mind. And so there's a, there's a story in our movie is that I went to the community college right after getting out of jail, right before I met Steph, and I took the entrance exam. And when I got there, the lady called me in the back of the room and she said, you know, James, I'm really sorry, but you can't come to school here. And I said, why? And I said, because she, she said, because you didn't score high enough on our entrance exam to mm-hmm. pass a single class here. Mm-hmm. You know, the, your best subjects are fifth grade education. And I mean, she was as nice as can be. And people get caught up on the wrong side of the story. Like, oh, how dare they? That wasn't the right part of the story is you know, what I decided from that was I don't have the skills to go to community college. It doesn't mean I don't have the skills to be successful. And so what a lot of people fail to realize is that successful people 
do one thing very different than people who haven't gotten success yet is that they focus on their strengths, not their weaknesses. Right. And I said, well, okay, I'm obviously not good at reading and writing and grammar and all that sort of thing. What am I good at? Well, you know, I decided it was like, well, if I'm passionate about something, I can be persuasive and I'm good at solving problems. So I went into sales, right? I want to ask you something, though. I want to ask you, James, how did you get those negative voices out of your head when they started screaming at you? You know, you can't do it. No, you're not smart. I mean, how did you push through those voices? That's what I want to know. So, you know, I tell this story about where, you know, one of the first things that Steph and I would be sitting on the bed would, would start with is like, well, we don't really like ourselves. Why don't we try telling ourselves we love ourselves? And so I would say, I love myself, right? And I'd hear this little voice in my head say, liar, right? Yep. How oh, yes. I tell myself <laughs> that? Like a million, right? Mm-hmm. But after a while, mm-hmm. what happened was is that that voice started getting softer and eventually went away. And so it felt like less of a lie. And then it started to feel true. And so we started adopting other beliefs about ourselves to rework our narrative. You know, and we didn't know what we were doing, right? Just to be clear, we were just like throwing mud at a wall and hoping something stuck. And essentially what we found out later is that what we're doing is, is that, you know, if you think about you know, your subconscious or unconscious mind is the engine that runs you much like a computer program is running underneath. What we were doing is we were jamming enough positive information in there next to the negative information. So it kind of started outweighing it. The negative didn't go away, but the positive started to show up. Yeah. All right. On that note, we went over because I was so enthralled with your story. (laughs) I wasn't looking at the time. So um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with the amazing James Papura about his book, Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. And this is from, you know, the good old school of hard knocks where he went through it and now he's teaching it. And those are the best teachers in the world. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Hi, everyone. We are back. I'm talking to James Papura about he and his wife's book, James and Steph Papura, Perception Seeing is Not Believing. And, you know, in the height of the coronavirus now in April 2020, this is more important than ever before, is really changing our perception. And certainly he did this. I mean, he went from zero to millions and millions of zeros with uh, numbers in front of them um, with his wife, really, uh, with their network. I mean, they developed their, their network, which is called Powerful Universe, and it's a global platform for teaching and learning for personal evolution. They have partnered with other companies and organizations and is an influencer network, which has over 50 million followers with everybody combined. Uh, and he also is working with leading experts in the field of neurotechnology and now sits on the board of Vital Neuro, which is a neurotechnology and brain plasticity tech startup focused on brain wellness, which is so important, particularly those of us who are over 50, over 60, and want to keep our brains healthy and uh, and happy and alive and vital. Welcome back, James. All right. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, it's uh, there's so much. I mean, you could go on for hours with this. I would love to talk about uh, the brain but I do want to talk about how do we use that brain and how do we use our uh, plasticity to deal with and change our perception and get the most out of what's going on now with social distancing and the coronavirus. What would you say? So I got a letter shortly after I got to jail, and it was from my dad. And what he said was, he said, I don't know how long you're going to be in there, but most people don't get time out of their busy lives to stop and evaluate and think and, you know, work on themselves. Don't let that time go to waste. And I took that letter very seriously, and that's why I'm sitting here and talking to you today because I read every book I could on self-help and psychology and spirituality. And so what I would say to people is this, is I think what people fail to understand is that every time there's a recession, there's more millionaires made in a recession than any other time, which means there's more opportunity in it. And so... Mm -hmm. If you are feeling like anxiety, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Is Look, if you're being forced in a position that you have to question everything, then question everything. You know, this is your chance. If you take this time and you get panicked and you try to just rebuild the life you had, then you're losing out on the biggest opportunity of our lifetimes, which is, is right now is that when you have nothing, you have the opportunity to build anything you want. So why build mm -hmm. what you just built or maybe lost? And so what I would say to people is, is you have to understand that this is the biggest opportunity of our lifetime. And there's something really big coming out of this, and, and people don't look at it this way. It's like finally we get to step back and question our version of what reality is. We've, we've moved into a state where the most important things in the world are material. Well, right now, those things mean nothing, right? Yeah. And so it's like, well, what do, what do we get to do? And so you get to realign with what's important, your family, your friends, right? The things that you're really missing. And so I would recommend that people not just inherently move as fast as they can as this thing lifts to go back to where they were. Why not map out something new and fantastic and see this is, is I don't have to accept my old version of who I was or what my life was. If I'm starting over, then I can build anything I want. That's what I started off with in the jail cell. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing that you're, and I really understand what you're saying because I, you know, I had a part where I had a, a, a business issue going on and a financial issue and it made me stop and rethink and redo. And I feel like I came back stronger. Because from that experience of going through that fear of, you know, what did I do wrong? And how could I, if I'm so smart, how could this happen to me? And going through those screaming voices about failure, I came back and said, no, you know, I tried the best with something. This one didn't work, but now the next thing will work even better. But I think sometimes it takes, as you said, hitting rock bottom, whatever that rock bottom may be, may be for people. But uh, it does open up that opportunity to really see it differently and then do it because you don't have anything to lose, as you said, James. What do you have to lose, right? You're right. starting again. So, yeah, so there's, a, there's an old saying in business, and this is it. It's, 
You know, the only thing worse than a business that outright fails is one that barely makes it. And so I want you to think about your life in that way, right? The only thing worse than completely failing is barely making it. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, right, then you're barely making it. You're that business. Why is there nothing worse than that? Because when you fail, you have the opportunity to start over. And so there's a lot of people who got the rugs ripped out from underneath of them that were barely making it as it was. And now you have an opportunity to do something different. But when you're barely making it, you just hold on for dear life. Well, this is an opportunity. It's a time of opportunity. And like you said, you know, I think people are so scared because they're afraid to fail. They're afraid to make mistakes. And so I tell people the opposite. Not only can you not afraid to be wrong, but you can't be afraid to fail because you are going to fail. So you might as well get the failures out of the way early, right? And, and just get over that concept because it's, you know, you know, success is only ever born out of failure. And so, you know, there's all these beautiful concepts around, you know, how people who showed immense amounts of resilience in the face of massive resistance walked in. And, and sometimes I liken successes. I'm going to walk over to this wall that's sitting in front of me and I'm banging my head on it until I break through to the other side. And then I'll be the only one standing there. But I was the only one willing to do the work. And so you're being forced yeah. into a position. Yeah. Don't be so quick to jump into what you were doing. It's your time to create a life that you desire. And here's my promise to everybody listening. You know, just by statistics or somebody on the phone or listening to us that's thinking about committing suicide. There's people that are in massive depression. There's, mm-hmm. there's all over the gamut. People are, are tossing around these ideas of what am I going to do? And so what I would tell you is there's always hope. Always, and that's what I do something differently. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what my show is all about. That's what my work has been about for decades. If people say, "What's your work really about?" and I say, "It's spreading hope." It's interviewing people like you, James, and me being the bumblebee and the pollinator to help you get your message out. That's what I've always done. And I, I want to comment on something you said before about, you know, when, you, um, when you're trying, when you, when you start over or when you have this open space, it's not going to happen right away. But it's different because you don't, you don't have the blocks you had before. So before it was like, oh, my God, but now it's an open space and you see it and you're building and you're growing and you're working on it every day, but it won't happen in the next week. But as long as you can see that progression, right, and you can see the movement, then you know you're moving in the right direction. What do you think? So I like to tell people that today is a reflection of what yesterday was infinitely. Right. Right. That's what you are today. Tomorrow you know, is a reflection of who you are today infinitely. And so you have to put enough good days in a row for that to start showing up tomorrow, right? right. And so essentially what I tell people is, it's like, you know, it's like, well, James, what's, there's two things, you know, people ask me what the secret point of success is, I said, there's two things. My ability to look at things differently, which is perception, to not take my initial assumption or meaning to jump to conclusions. I'm willing to be wrong, essentially. Right. Right. And, but the second thing is this, is I never give up. Right. right? The only yes. giving up, the only giving up is quitting, period. I mean, the only failure is quitting, is giving up. Um, and people fail to realize that because like, well, I failed, I tried. And there is no try, right? There's only do or not do. And so here's... There's one really important narrative that people need to understand. I tell people this all the time. And I tell people that they've never made a bad decision. People always push back and go, no, James, I've made a lot of bad decisions. Like, not only have you never made one, you're not capable of it. And they're like, well, okay, well, what's the punchline? And the punchline is you've only ever made a decision with bad information. What's the difference? Is it phonetics? No, the difference is there's nothing wrong with you, right? It's an information problem. You know, good information leads to good decisions, leads to good outcomes. You know, faulty information leads to faulty decisions, leads to faulty outcomes. And so what I tell people is your life isn't what you want it to be. It's not because you've done anything wrong. It's because you made the only decision you could with the information available to you. Right, right. Right? Yeah, very, very important. And so what that says is there's nothing wrong with you. Stop beating yourself up because you're putting the problem where it is. It's an information problem. Well, what's the source of your information? Perception and emotions. When you understand those two concepts, you can create anything that your life, your, your heart desires, but right. you have to upgrade this source of information. 
Right, and you stop you stop personalizing this so much, as you said, beating yourself up and saying it's all about you, and that lets you get past it. That lets you get past it. Right. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, tell people again quickly about the website. We'll come back with one more segment with James Papura, who is the author of Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. Amazing website, amazing story, amazing movie. And I know you told me off air, James, that your movie is doing very well, people watching it from all over the world. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. It's winning awards all over the world. It's powerful-theletteru.com. And the movie screening for free on that or our app right now. Wonderful. Is it, any, is it anything for our listeners? I guess when you hear the title, is it anything like The Secret? So one person gave me the, the analogy, it's like The Secret with Substance. Mm, with the story. I think that's what it is. And we can yeah. talk about the law of attraction and where, the, where it yeah. kind of falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're talking uh, to James Papura. He is a husband and wife team um, with Steph Papura, who couldn't be with us today because she's taking care of the kids during the coronavirus. And this is her turn. (laughs) So, but we have James and this is really an amazing interview. The book is Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. Go on to powerful-theletteru.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our program. I'm talking to James Papura, who's the co-author with his wife, Steph, of the book Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. James and Steph Papura are a husband and wife uh, team. They are authors, again, of Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. Their journey of transformation is nothing short of extraordinary. They met 15 years ago when both of their lives had hit 
rock bottom in every way. And they have built their lives together in their company. They now have a seminar company called Powerful You. They have a movie that is winning awards. And just take a look at their work. This is a great example of the human condition, how we can hit rock bottom no matter what it is. You don't have to go to jail or, or be on the street. You can hit rock bottom in your own way, and you can come back up if you want to. This is about hope. So really, I highly recommend uh, this website and the movie, and I will also have some e-copies of the book as well. So welcome back, James. All right. You know what? Um, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something I usually don't do. I'm going to give you the floor. I want you to let our listeners know in the last eight or nine minutes we have, what is it that you want them to know right now so they can make their lives work wherever they are right now, particularly during this virus? So here's the fundamental understanding around perception and emotions. Perception is this, is what you, you don't see reality, right? And so... What most people don't understand is that your mind, it does something similar to a Google search, and it delivers a concept of what reality is based on your past experiences. So you're not seeing what is, you're seeing what was, right? And, you know, I think that people are so often second-guessing themselves. And I came up with this narrative for this ebook that I'm going to send out to your listeners. And the narrative is this. It's like, you can't accept what you what is until you accept what was, Right. And that's the right. only way to accept what's going to be. And so, you know, what you have to understand is this, is that everything that you feel and believe on the inside is what you experience on the outside. So people are running around trying to fix things on the outside, but the problem isn't out there. It's actually inside of you. And so I ask people all the time, well, what do you believe? And they're like, well, I don't actually know. I think I know. And so somebody might say to me, well, I have a manifestation mindset. And I said, well, you're driving a Hyundai, so that can't be true. And they're like, well, I feel like it's true because it's true in the conscious mind. But it's not true in the unconscious and subconscious mind. And so that essentially what you have to do is you have to start upgrading your narrative, what you're, the stories you're telling yourself, everything that's going on. And here's how it plays with emotions. Emotions... You know, people think that emotions are telling us there's something wrong on the outside because we're so often blaming our emotions on other people, right? Oh, they made me feel this way. Or making their emotions about us, you know, oh, they're mad at me. It must mean that they don't like me. And that's not the point of emotions. Emotions are actually there to tell you there's something wrong on the inside, mm-hmm. right? Right. And essentially, when you have an emotional reaction, it's because there's a contradiction between what your conscious mind believes and your subconscious mind believes. Mm -hmm. And that's what causes the emotional disruption. So your emotions are your window into your subconscious and unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Anytime that you feel upset, it's never about what's going on with the the other person. It's only ever about you. And that's your opportunity to change and grow. And so what I would tell people is there are two concepts that dictate everything that you are, everything that you can be, which are perception and emotions. If you don't fully understand these questions, then you're flying blind. You don't fully understand life. And the third thing is is learning how to take control of your physiology to be in a state that you can be creative. You know, and, and so I'll leave you with this idea. People say, do you have free will? And there's a big debate out there. And the answer is you do, but not in the way that you think that you do. Because the underlying principle that dictates the human experience is this. People can only act in accordance with their beliefs based on their current physiological state. Right. So what does that mean? In the moment, you can only act in accordance with your beliefs. So you don't have any free will now. Here's where free will comes into the equation. You can change what you believe, not to impact what's going on now, but to impact what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's what Steph and I did, was we reworked what we felt and believed about ourselves. Yeah. And that made our lives you know, explode in a positive Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Understand. Let me ask you, James, we've got like four minutes left. Let me ask you this. Do you think one of the things people might do during this COVID-19 is to look at what the gifts are of the virus? What is it they've had, they now have more of? We all know what we have less of, but what is it we have more of now? What has this given them the opportunity to clean out, the opportunity to get closer to their kids, the opportunity to have deeper conversations? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you have more of is a great question. The other thing is, is that, you know, we have a technique that's called the emotional integration technique. And what it is, is that 
It actually takes you into your past, and it helps you imprint a new emotion on a past experience. Very powerful thing. What basically you have the opportunity to do is to start understanding who you are and what's going on. And what I tell people is everything about your life makes perfect sense based on what you've been through. Mm-hmm. If you and I were of equal intelligence and we switched, that you would have my life and I would have yours. So there's nothing wrong with you, right? It's, we both have different experiences or pools of information based on those experiences that we access to make our decisions. And so if you still believe things from your childhood to be true about who you are now, this idea of we're not good enough, then that's impacting what's going to happen in the future. So right now you can look at what are you grateful for, right? right. What's working in your life? Right. We all know what's not working. What's working? Let's enhance the beliefs that empower us. There's one question people have to ask us, ask themselves, and it's this. You know, does this idea or concept still serve me? Right. And That's a very good question. Very good question. Yeah, oftentimes All right. they come from our childhood, the answer is no. So. Right. All right, we're going to have to close. Tell people how they can find you, please. So if you come to our website, which is powerful-letteru.com, you can see our movie, I'm going to send a free ebook to Patricia right now. You can also buy our book, Perception Scenes Not Believing. The ebook's a different book. And then um, you can also download our app, which is just type in powerful and then the letter U. And it's called The Powerful Universe. You can get it on every phone, every computer, every TV device. You can watch our movie for free there. We have movies, we have assessments, we have you know, content universe. We have everything that you need to do to move your life forward. And it's all either free or very inexpensive. Wonderful. And you also have brain exercises to enhance our brains because we want to keep our brains active and healthy. James, it was an, it was a pleasure and an honor to interview you. I must say I've done thousands of interviews. This was just wonderful, very special, very important and profound. Thank you. I loved it as well, by the way. You're, you're a very good interview, and I really like <laughs> how in tune with all of this you are. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's only because I've been through a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Thank you so much. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks. That wraps up this program of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, you can like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources. You can write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I will send you a copy of my newsletter each month so you can learn about all these wonderful guests like James. Uh, and also, I do help people put together their own podcasts or improve them if they have them because I this is what I've done for so long. So I'd love to help you if you're interested. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.